Welcome, everyone, to our latest NCAA Social Series. I'm Andy Katz. Well, it's pleased to be joined by two national champions in baseball and softball, Dylan DeLucia from Ole Miss and Jocelyn Allo from Oklahoma. Uh, what an impressive performance by both of you and, of course, your teams. Uh, Jocelyn, I want to start with you. First off, um, watching the College World Series was something special. Ultimately, was, if I'm not mistaken, the most watched College World Series of all time. It was packed. Yes, you were in the state of Oklahoma, in Oklahoma City, but yet you guys put on a great show. Uh, tell me, because you've won this before, but what, what did this title mean to you? Um, I think it was just kind of the cherry on top for me, um, ending my college career on top and doing what I had done this past year. Um, I definitely couldn't have asked for a better ending to it. And yeah, it just meant everything to me, just ending out my season on top. My whole family got to be there. Normally, a lot of my family doesn't get to come, but everyone who's ever been there since day one got to be there. And it was just, it was really special. Dylan Ole Miss wasn't supposed to be there. Uh, Oklahoma in softball was a favorite and ultimately got to play at home. Uh, but Ole Miss, uh, when we sort of started out the season, was not the name that flowed off the tongue of, okay, they're going to potentially win the national championship. Sort of just got in toward the end of the bracket. And yet there you guys were as national champs. What did this title mean to you and your teammates? Oh, um, it meant everything to us. I mean, we're just truly blessed, really, to be honest, uh, to be a part of the Ole Miss community, to bring the title home to Ole Miss for the first time in school history. Uh, but, you know, we were the, uh, you so-called the dream team. Uh, we, yes, we didn't have uh, our best season. We didn't. Uh, we hit a rough patch during the middle of the season. But at one point, we were ranked number one in the country. Uh, then we just kind of fell off, hit the rough patch. But, you know, whatever, what story is uh, good without a, a couple bumps along the way, you know? So we kind of just stuck together as a team and just stayed together. And, you know, you can tell when we, when we got into the tournament, yeah, we were one of the last teams in. But we didn't play like we were the last team in. We still played like we were the number one team in the country. And everything kind of just started clicking for us. The, the different journeys. Um, I'll start with you, Jocelyn. What was that pressure like? to be the favorite? I feel like we kind of deal with pressure a lot every day, just with the things that Oklahoma softball does. So it's kind of not anything new to us. And coach always tells us that pressure is a privilege. And she kind of has ingrained that into our head that like, it's okay to have pressure on you because it means that you're really good. So um, she's prepared as well and having to deal with that. But I think um, just going in and doing what we do, we kind of don't even listen to whatever like the media has to say. We just want to come in and play softball. And I think that's the difference with a lot of between us and a lot of teams is they feel that pressure and us, we just want to, we just want to play ball. That's all. Dylan, as you said, I mean, this season had a little bit of a, a roller coaster feel to it, but uh, when the bracket was announced, obviously you guys believed you could win it. Uh, but you weren't picked as the favorite when the bracket was announced. What was that journey like knowing that that pressure was not on you to win? Uh, the 
You see, uh, we still kind of felt like it was pressure because we were the dream team. Like everybody says, we were supposed to be the best team in Ole Miss baseball history. Uh, chips didn't fall our way. So, you know, when we got into the tournament, we literally just said, guys, everybody's on a zero to zero. It's a new season. You break it up into new seasons and, you know, we're one of the 64 in. Why not just give it everything we got and just enjoy playing baseball again? You know, I think that was the one thing like we didn't do. Uh, we were so worried about being the dream team and staying number one that we lost sight of just playing baseball. Um, and then you see how everything kind of came towards it. And um, what's it called? Everything kind of came back and we started just playing our best ball again because we stopped caring about the dream team. We just started playing baseball and having fun. So I'm going to go back to, to 2020 because obviously uh, all of us, uh, all our lives, everyone in the world uh, had their lives upended. And while yes, there were championships in 21, there were restrictions. We saw what happened in the college world series. You know, there was various different times when there was COVID. We know that um, in 2022, it felt like the most normal spring championship since 2019 Jocelyn, if you can go back to, you know, what, what this journey has been like to get back to a normal championship, what, what has that felt like over the last couple of years? Yeah, it felt just really good just to be out in front of a crowd again and like actually getting to hang out with your friends. I remember in uh, 21, like we were practicing with masks on and we were even outside, we were having to practice with masks on and going everywhere with masks and then one, just not being able to hang out with the team. And I feel like that's what kind of creates the chemistry, but we hung out like as much as we could. And even if it was from a safe distance, um, but yeah, it was kind of tough just kind of not being able to gel, especially with the younger ones. Cause I know just like how hard the transition is from college and like they're used to going to class and now they're having to switch to all online school and, um, I know how tough it was on them and it was kind of tough on me as well, but, um, at the end we made it work. And then once, um, <clears throat> restrictions started to go down and, um, guidelines started to go down. Um, I just feel like it clicked from there and it was nice, obviously to play in front of a bigger crowd again and, um, having no capacity on, having no cap on the crowd. So it was, it was really nice. And then 22 comes and it's just like uh, normal again. And it was nice. It was really nice. Dylan, <laughs> you didn't experience, um, you know, at the D1 level, uh, you weren't there yet uh, a couple of years ago. Um, so you got to see it in all its glory, but still for you personally, what was that like 20 and 21, uh, you know, uh, building up to this point? Uh, 2020, I was, uh, just transferred to Juco. So I was at a D1, then I transferred to Juco and, you know, um, that those were just like, it was fun baseball and everything like that. We were, had a really good team. I think I was at 40 innings and then all of a sudden the season gets shut down. So it was just like, okay, all right. Uh, what do we do now? You know, it was rough the next year. We couldn't see anybody. We couldn't see, you know, we had COVID rules. Like there was only supposed to be two in the dugout. I mean, two in the locker room at a time. So there was a whole bunch of different stuff. And, you know, you kind of just see the, like the baseball kind of fading away. Everybody's so scared of COVID. Uh, and then 2022 came, I get to transfer to Ole Miss, uh, then become the ace of it during the middle of the season. 
And then going to Omaha, you know, you're seeing, even at Swayze, you're playing in front of 12,000 fans every game. That's how many fans Ole Miss baseball gets every single game. We sell out every game. Uh, it's, a, it's a blessing and a great experience just to see that atmosphere. And then you go to Omaha and you're playing in the first game. There's 26,000 people there and 24 of them are Ole Miss fans. And then when you're in the College Road Series uh, versus Oklahoma, they only Oklahoma only has 2,000 fans in the whole stadium, 26,000 more are Ole Miss fans. It's like you're playing at a home field again. We have such an amazing fan base. And seeing all of that, you know, just in the World Series, I didn't look up until the ninth inning, until I walked off the field after the uh, complete game. I didn't look at the – and I saw the crowd. It was the greatest moment of my life, I would say. We've got a couple of MVPs here, and – I think there's no better than the two of you to express to all of us what the experience was like in Oklahoma City and Omaha. Uh, Jocelyn, I'll start with you because I think these two championships, um, maybe they don't get as much headline, you know, as basketball, maybe just a, a little below, but they both are unbelievably successful. And I thought this year, was a great example of that in late May and June about the potential of these two championships from a attendance standpoint, from a television standpoint, and a growth standpoint. Um, you can speak to this. You experienced it at its best, and it's only going to get better. So take me through, Jocelyn, that experience as a student athlete in Oklahoma City, and then Dylan on the back end, if you can, in Omaha. Yeah, I just remember walking in my freshman year and kind of taking it all in. And I was like, whoa, this is a lot of people. And that was before they had built the upper deck and added a couple um, couple thousand seats or something like that. And then I kind of compare it like going year by year. It just got better every year. And then this past year was the loudest I had ever heard it um, in my five years here. And I'm just excited for where softball is heading and where women's sports is heading as well because people are obviously people obviously like to watch us and they like to see what we do and how much passion we play with and people are going to have to start investing in us and um I think the viewership shows it that people obviously like to see what we do and um I'm just excited for softball in the direction that it's headed and for just women's sports in general but um yeah, it's just gotten better and better every year. And I know that it's just going to continue to climb the ladder and break a couple glass ceilings, but I'm 100% going to continue to be an advocate for women's sports and just women in general and that we need the same type of um, like headlines and attention because we put in the same amount of hours, you know, and um, I'm sure it's the same for baseball as well. Like, they deserve that just as much as we do. So I think we both put in the same amount of hours and we both deserve that attention. So I'm just excited for the growth that both sports are going to have as well. Dylan, Omaha. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, whoever puts on the Omaha event, whoever puts it together, honestly deserves a raise. I well, mean, that's the NCAA championship group, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, I know that whoever, whoever is the head of it, you know, they, they put on such a good show. They do. Um, like going uh, your days off, you're going around meeting people around the, uh, around the city. Um, you know, just going outside of your hotel, you're seeing all these fans, you're seeing everybody, all these little kids want autograph. 
you know, it's just, it makes you th- feel like you're a big leaguer. You know, it's such a great experience. Um, it truly is, is a blessing and it's a special, special week uh, or 11 days, you would just say. Um, but I would say, you know, I wouldn't change a thing about the College World Series. I really wouldn't. Uh, I feel like every, every game I've been in, I don't know about other games, but every game that we've been in, it's been basically a sold out crowd. Uh, so I feel like, you know, we're getting a lot of attention. I mean, yeah, it's because Ole Miss is SEC and we got really good fan base. But also then again, you go to the other games, like I went to the Texas A&M game, that game was basically sold out. I couldn't even find a seat. <laughs> so it's one of those things like they're doing all the right stuff and it's such, it's, they put on a really good show there. Jocelyn, in this new era of NIL uh, and the student athlete experience, I mean, you're both obviously tools that uh, make sure that they take care of their student athletes uh, at Oklahoma and Ole Miss. Um, how has that experience changed uh, in 2022, a post-COVID year, essentially where with limit of no restrictions in terms of the student athlete from, you know, on your campus, through your travel, through your season, into the postseason? Yeah, I just think NIL just continues to help us. I think just as student athletes, um, I mean, having a little bit of extra cash is really nice, you know. And not only that, I felt like I just got to kind of set myself up for going into pro and kind of saving up here and there. So I feel like it set me up well. And then the deals that I got, um, I think I was kind of like the guinea pig as far as like softball goes, because all of the uh, all of the deals that I got, I feel like any other softball athlete can have and deserves to have. So I feel like just getting the deals that I had gotten only sets up the future generation for what it is that they're going to get. And I think that companies and dealerships, whoever are going to have to continue to like look to these women athletes because they perceive themselves as more than just a softball player. And I feel like that's a good story to have behind because it's not just softball 24 seven, you know, it's like, I have a personal life and I talk about this and I like to do other stuff outside of softball. And I feel like that's what builds just the storyline of it is that they're more than just a softball player, but yeah, I think NIL set me up really well and um, set up uh, my teammates as well. And just softball girls around the country. And yeah, I think it'll um, just continue to benefit them. Dylan. Um, You know, when I heard about the NLIs coming, uh, I was excited for it, uh, you know, because playing the sport, it's hard when you can't work too. like playing the sport uh, takes up most of our day. It does. We have school. Then we people don't understand we have school. Then we have to go to the field and we don't get out from the field until five o'clock in the fall. That's before season. Uh, we're doing a whole bunch of different stuff. And then we have to do community service other stuff, which we love to do, and we don't have a problem with it, you know, but uh, it's hard to work. It's hard to have money. It's hard to call our parents. A lot of parents don't have money to just be loaning out to your kids uh, in college. So at the end of the day, bringing this NLI money in, you know, gives back to us so that we can play the sport and we don't have to, we don't have to worry about having money for the semester. It gives us money to go eat, gives us money to do what we want to do with. Yes, some people, you know, get fortunate enough, and get a car out of it, but uh, they deserve it. Like, that's the point, you know, we're playing college baseball and I think it should be that way. 
All right, Dylan. Um, Jocelyn's the all-time leader in home runs, 122. She crushes the ball. I mean, like the ball is off to the moon. I mean, just absolute satellites. How would you pitch her? You don't want to know the answer. You don't. <laughs> it's called it's called just, you know, throw one really high up and inside, get them off the plate a little. Uh, if they don't move on the if they don't move off the plate, then I guess we gotta hit her. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, seriously you. though, I'm sure you've seen how impressed are you with her with her stroke? No, I, I was actually we were watching it on the way to the airport. Uh and I was like, who the heck is this? And I just see 122 home runs. Uh, and I was just like, oh, my gosh. I was like, that is absolutely just I – was, I was amazed by it. I was. Uh, so congratulations <laughs> to you because I think I hit two home runs in high school, and I think they barely left the yard. You know what? That's all that matters. You hit one. That's all that matters. <laughs> uh, Jocelyn, you have uh, – you know, you've got a picture here. I know different – type of pitching, but still um, you have basically uh, uh, reduced some pitchers to, you know, just feeling pretty, <laughs> pretty low with your ability to crush the ball um, as a, uh, you know, as a, as a hitter like this, uh, when you see a pitcher, what are you looking for as to where you can find your sweet spot? Um, I definitely watch a lot of film and like to see <clears throat> what it is that, their tendencies are and then another thing too is I don't care who you are on the mound it doesn't matter because I believe in myself just as much as the pitcher believes in themselves that they can strike me out I believe I can hit a home run you know um, but I watch a lot of film I like to see what they like to do in certain counts um, I'll watch like how how you're getting outs how they get hits how the batters get hits um, stuff like that. So I like to dive deep a lot into film um, and then just kind of creating my game plan from there. I kind of create my own game plan because I feel like pitchers pitch me differently than they do the rest of the team. But like the rest of the team, like there's girls on the team that have um, like 20 home runs as well. So like pick your poison, you know what I mean? But <clears throat> I'll kind of create my own game plan and then just kind of go from there, take it at bat to at bat, um, maybe adjust pitch to pitch. It just, it just depends on what it is that they're feeling. But um, yeah, I, I think I'm the best hitter in the world. So. <laughs> well, it's hard to argue, hard to argue. All right. Before we let you go, um, what's next? Uh, I'll have you have the last word, Jocelyn, uh, Dylan, what's next? How, what, what's the encore? What, uh, you know, just exciting. You know, the draft's coming up. Everybody keeps on asking me about it. Everybody keeps on asking me about the draft. Where are you going to go? What team are you going to? You know, I'm just excited to be enjoying the at the moment. You know, I'm taking all of it in, just enjoying it. Uh, you know, if I, the chance comes and it's a, my name is called, it's just another dream come true for me. But if it's not, I'm perfectly happy going back to Ole Miss to finish out my senior year of college. You know, see, uh, Almost is just such a special place. And I think everybody should experience Oxford. I mean, it's a cool town. Um, but I would say, you know, if the draft does come, cool. But uh, I know I have a home out of Ole Miss, too. Jocelyn, into professional yeah. softball? Yes, um, I actually How are you going to tackle that? Oh, sorry. 
Um, I actually have been playing pro. So I signed with the Smash It Sports Vipers and we're actually going to be playing, I think on the 11th is our next game. And then I was also traveling with Team USA. I was in the Canada Cup. And then I think they're in world games right now. And then they have Japan after that. So we'll kind of just see how my schedule works out. Um, but yeah, I've been playing pro softball and then finish up in August and then just kind of get my body a rest and just get back into shape. Well, congratulations to both of you national champions at Oklahoma, at Ole Miss. Uh, unbelievable performances by both of you and, of course, your teams uh, over the last few weeks. Uh, as always, you can go to ncaa.org slash social series, where all our social series are archived. You can hear and listen to champions just like these two. We've got more to come, obviously, over the course of the year. Thanks for watching, everyone.